Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Hi, it's Dr. Rodney. Stance for Health podcast seated next to my lovely bride, Karen Hope Lady Sebastian Worth, author. Say what else you do. Everything. Longevity coach is my newest (laughs) title that I'm delighting in because we are working on getting your health to the point that you can live a vibrant life past 100, not limping, but rushing to the finish line so you can move to heaven, just like my daddy. Almost 102, very short illness, and he left us a legacy. And we are happy to be with you today to discuss Inflammation 101. What is inflammation? Why is is inflammation by itself not a problem? But just like everything else that's in our health out there in the world today, the stuff that you've heard of on whatever source you listen to, related to inflammation that has to do with health and other diseases that that actually are surrounding inflammation. So here's the thing I want to know. Inflammation actually is a warning signal our body sends off, and it's a good thing, right? If I get into some poison oak, I get an inflammatory response. I get a little blister and it itches like crazy. So I stay away from that stuff because the oils in it create something on my skin that creates a little blister. So basically that inflammation is a warning sign, right? That's so funny you say that because I just, I read some information about inflammation, about healing and someone, let's just say that someone has uh, something in the way of chronic inflammation. Well, To hear the word chronic inflammation, we're going to get around to the answer to your question or discussing the answer to your question, but it just brings up a great point. If there's chronic inflammation, then there must be what? Short-term. Short-term or acute. So chronic. I'm cute. Yes. Acute. That's how I remember it. I'm cute. So chronic. (laughs) Are you sure we're not talking about laughter today? <laughs> no, that was the last four. This oh, was the got it. Acute, yes. Okay, so acute suggests what? That it's ha- it's happened very quickly. It's happened because of something sudden. It's happened because of an mostly. It's happened because of an injury, an insult, or some sort of infection. Right. Right. And the body has to respond quickly. Otherwise, the host, the good guys, are trying to protect you from death. So really. basically, it, the all the cells and everything work together to surround that to stop it from spreading. And infection is one of the number one reasons why Got it. we died prior to 
industrial revolution, right? Got it. Prior to the use of antibiotics, if you want to Got say. it. So antibiotics, in a way, have been a lifesaver. And at the same time, it's a two-edged sword. We've, we've, rather than having a robust immune system, which is really part of the inflammatory response, it is part of okay. your immune system, mm-hmm. right? You can't talk about the answer to your question without talking about inflammation being acute or chronic. What you're really talking about is an acute response that could be varied or mediated. In other words, it could be, you could already have inflammation in your body. In other words, your body's already at on alert. Poison oak comes along and you shouldn't have blisters show up. But I'm talking about the the variation of that. In other words, how strong should your body's response be to poison oak or poison ivy? Right, because you you're not even allergic to it. I, I'm not saying I want to take a bath in it. No, 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 no. But there and are I people. Think... We're talking about our colleague that we've gotten around quite a bit, and uh, he gave a story about poison oak being anywhere in the vicinity, and during certain times of the year, just the what is the word he used? Was it just like the oils in the air or around mm-hmm. other plants that were around it? And he'd get like blisters and it would be awful because basically all of his skin would be gone on his arms. On his arms, yeah. Okay. So we're talking that that is, and what he did to get over that was what? He started the to, laser. He did the laser, but he also started to change his diet. Okay. Now, that's setting the stage for some future discussions. Yes. But today, let's this sort of a reverse engineering. What are we talking about with regard to her question? Is it a good thing or is it a not not a good thing to have a response to poison oak or poison ivy or nettles or anything like that? The answer is it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it is because we were exploring a new park that's that's about to be open and it's pretty wild. And we started to walk over to see what looks like might be a little bit of a fall, not a huge waterfall or anything like that. Not not Niagara by any chance. And my precious husband here said, "Uh, you better be careful. Is that poison ivy? And I'm like, yep, it is. So to me, it's a warning because I've had severe reaction. But I think the part that we want to mainly focus on today is that chronic. Yeah. Because it's happening inside of people's bodies and they're accepting it as a normal part of aging. Let's say that there's degrees of response to that. You said I basically have very few, not a very big response to it, right? It's almost like the people that get sick around people that have colds and sniffles versus those that don't. That's us lately. Right. Mm -hmm. There are people that even with the last round of disease names that we'll we'll call whatever it is, colds, what kind of cold it was, people Mm -hmm. weren't getting sick from it. And yet there were people that seemed healthy that were dying from that named disease, right? Mm -hmm. And we we all know what we're talking about here. Okay, mm-hmm. so from let's let's say basically early 2020 till about mid to late 2021, right? You heard the term all over and over again. It probably heard it 
no less than 50 times was called cytokine, cytokine storms. storms. That is what we're talking about here. Okay. And how far into this do we have to, to describe the sensitivity to poison oak or poison ivy and your sensitivity to something like a virus, right? Right. It's, right. it's a great discussion. I love this. And it's the, it's the variation in the degrees to which our bodies are predisposed to something like this. So let's, let's get down, let's drill down just I a want, little bit. Go ahead. I want you to define it's a long word. So I don't want people to turn off when they hear the word cytokine. So right, tell me what right. is it? What is a cytokine? They're, they're actually a small protein. Okay. It's just this, this you, when you think of, uh, think of protein, most people think of meat. Right. Right. And meats are made up of what? Amino acids. Mm -hmm. And you could actually say smaller than that or around the same size, if you wanted to say it, I don't know, peptides, right? Mm -hmm. So groups of these things. So what, what's actually going on in your immune system is you have this white blood cell that has the ability to produce this cytokine. But before we even say that, is that cytokines have specific names that white blood cells produce. So why are the cytokines there? What they're, good they're, do they do? It's actually a communication system. Oh, okay. It's actually a communication system. Basically, it makes other immune cells move toward a target, a perceived enemy, right? Got it. So, there, so there's different types of cytokines. But a cytokine is actually, not to bring a, is actually, there's a specific type of cytokine called a chemokine, hmm. right? And those chemokines come in different shapes and sizes and names. Some of them will sound familiar, right? Interleukins, interferons, and tumor necrosis factor, as well as growth factors. That sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Interferon, yeah. Inter and there's a whole host of interleukins. There's we say a bad guy, interleukin-6 is what goes haywire in the cytokine storm. Gotcha. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Are we so together? So basically the yeah. immune system gets this signal and a storm means it goes crazy and it overproduces. Yes. Got it. Similar. I'm so glad you said what you did. It's almost like when people were having that response to the virus, they were having a big, robust response to something like poison oak. Mm -hmm. But internally. Yeah. Hmm. Very similar. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't superficial. It was internal. It wasn't in a small, isolated place. It was in a systemic way, mm -hmm. right? Systemic mm -hmm. meaning uh, through the, through the, the whole, whole body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so that's actually... Uh, interleukin-6 is actually a good thing, but it's interleukin-6 that goes haywire. But interleukin-10 starts to actually say, hey, let's slow this down. So there's this... Bring some sanity to this chaos. Yeah. Wow. It's it's almost like the same thing that we've talked about before with regard to... You want to get into the, the nitty gritty here, here. We could actually say, what are certain types of fats that actually help 
uh, turn this down, turn this mm-hmm. the storm down mm-hmm. to go from a from a, a storm to a sprinkle. Oh, I like that analogy. Yeah. 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 So good fat, it's it brings up the discussion between good fats or fatty acids, good guys, mm-hmm. and bad fats or fats that are out of balance. Because mm-hmm. you you know, naturally occurring is arachidonic acid. That's a type of omega-6. And then there's a then the EFA and EPAs is the big long words for omega-3s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the omega-3s actually are the things that help to signal an interleukin-6 type of cytokine slow to slow down. Let's slow this horse down. Every, we're not going to die from this. We've got plenty of macrophages there to do the job. We don't need you neutrophils to to, to keep yelling this the, you know, fire. <laughs> fire, stop the fire, right? Which is really what inflammation means. Fire. Yeah. Let's keep everything on alert. That's interleukin six type of cytokine, chemokine, and then interleukin ten says, "All right, guys, fire's under control." Chill. Yeah. Chill. It's not. This mm-hmm. isn't the wildfire anymore. Right. This is everything is okay. Macrophages are there eating up the bad guys. Macrophages are basically when you think of a white blood cell. They're the they're the big glob that comes along and swallows something, right? Yeah. Yeah. They almost look like amoebas inside yeah. of the body, but they're the good guys. They're the good guys. That is what, what we think of and we think of innate immunity. That's that's let's get plenty of white blood cells on the job. That's the good white blood cells. Neutrophils, uh, they they don't have to be in such a big number. And what's funny is when I was in a personal injury, I almost forgot what the name of that type of care was. <laughs> you are That's actually a good thing. It's yeah. been a minute since, uh, but that was traumatic care, or yes. also known as acute care. Mm-hmm. And that style of care actually caused us to have to get blood work. Oftentimes, they would go to the hospital to see, well, what happened to this person? Mm-hmm. Did they? Are they going to die from their injuries? They're going to mm-hmm. have CT scans, they're going to have MRIs, and they're going to mm-hmm. have blood work. And what would oftentimes come back, the cell studies was an increase in neutrophils, mm-hmm. because that injury actually signaled an inflammatory response, Yeah, which oftentimes is what brought us brought them to us. Right, because that inflammatory response included pain. Mm-hmm. And we're saying that your inflammatory, your immune's response to whatever's happening is a good thing yeah. unless it's out of control. That's what right. I'm hearing. And a lot of times what happens is that interleukin-6 continues to signal until it, for months on end. In fact, sometimes even beyond six months. I heard you say earlier today to a patient, we don't want to see this go chronic. And it was so funny because you actually knew what the definition was longer than six months. Right. In other words, if you're not over, I mean, if you're not over this in six months, then we have to we have to look at some other signalers in your body to say, okay, well, what's what's causing this to not slow down yet? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I'd like to talk about moving forward is what is the problem? How did we get here? When we talk then about omega-6 ratio to Mm omega-3s, we're talking about a societal 
serious issue. It is the epidemic behind the epidemic. I will be able to express why, how it got there. It's almost like the, it's almost like the law of what what's I heard from a a local senator one time. He said, "We don't want to open Pandora's box. We don't want the law of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. the The consequences are good if we do this, but uh, the ripple effect of this, yes, right." I think that's what I'm hearing you say when you when you talk about right. how we got here. And one of the things that I wanted to to think about in the omega three to six ratio is that for a while there, I was just saying omega six is the enemy. It's terrible. You don't want any. But there are some omega sixes that it's, in uh, in nature. I, in, I wanted to food. stop you right there because. Arachidonic acid actually is an essential fatty acid. And that's the six. Yeah. Arachidonic. It's one of the omega sixes. Always think of a spider. I know. Arachna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but as we say that at the same time, it's it produces irritation in us because we're like, well, what are the fatty acids? What what is a fatty acid anyway? We want to answer those questions. And what doesn't get talked about very much? Why doesn't this get talked about very much? Why don't we hear this about this in the news? Or why don't we read about this more on the web? Or just questions like that. And even this podcast is, is, is we're discussing this because it's so understated. It's so vitally important. Yeah. And if you're talking about the omega-6 to 3 ratio, that is so out of control, it is affecting so much. It's affecting our health. It's affecting our personality. It's really something that needs to get our attention. And yet people aren't sure about what to do next. Yeah. Well, that's your wedding, my appetite for what to talk about next. <laughs> so that will so, be the next podcast. We're going to get specific about it because yeah. this is inflammation 101. Right. So if I have inflammation in my body that I can't see, it's not my little blister from, from poison oak, but it's something internally. What are some of the things I could be feeling? That's a great question. I want to actually table that question in the next <laughs> the next podcast. I keep getting ahead of myself. That's, words, not, that's pretty customary. In other words, symptoms. What are symptoms? Yes. Uh, other than pain, other than pain, because when we think of inflammation, most of us think of pain. We don't think of brain fog. We don't think of uh, weird tumors in our bodies. We gut don't think issues. of gut issues. We don't mm. think of. Now you're giving them, you're getting head. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> got it. Well, so that's great. I, I think we can, we can honestly say that we've, if, I feel like we've gotten a good start here. Yes. Inflammation 101 means that you understand that it's a good thing short term. But long term, it can affect your life. I think that that's actually a really good time to say that it, at, when people ask me the question, oftentimes they'll ask me, is something, is it normal? And I'll say, you know what? It's actually so common. It feels normal or sounds normal, right? 
is is it normal for for me to have this kind of response to an adjustment or to percussion or to the laser or to total body vibration all aimed at what getting a response from your body and if that response happens to be inflammation then that says something about your body's sensitivity or or level of systemic whole body inflammation and and it's a really good time to start bringing in some of these other named things so that we can start to to address that agreed stay tuned for the next episode part two of inflammation 101 this all of this is so that you can actually take your stance for health thanks for listening thank you for joining us at stance for health podcast where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.